Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Episode 48. My name is Marcel, and I'm once again here with Richard. I'm here. And Basti. Hi, hi. And we will be once again talking about video games. So far, so much the same, but you know, you should stick with us because we're talking about some cool video games, some cool stuff today. <laughs> um, before we dive into new topics, so last week we discussed the PS5 reveal and our favorite games from the show. And we went to Twitter and asked... Um, you know, you, our dear listeners, what your favorite games uh, from the show were among from among our favorites? Because, you know, it's not a real democracy, so you only had a choice <laughs> from between the games that we were excited for. <laughs> and um, I am uh, disappointed to say, gentlemen, yeah. that the uh, sickening bunch of people that listen to us yeah. think that out of the four games that they could vote for, Spider-Man Miles Morales was the least exciting one. What? Only 21% spider, spider or, or as I like to call them, Marcel people. Yeah. It's uh, disappointing. This 25% of the votes went to Deathloop, which admittedly is a very cool game. Yeah. And 27% each a tie on Ratchet & Clank and Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire wins. Awesome. No, it's a it's a tie. Man, speaking. what a win. You guys are the best. I You know, I feel a little robbed after Game of the Year, but you guys really came in and made Ghostwire win, and I appreciate that, guys. Wait a minute. That that means that you, you could say that showing actual gameplay in your video footage is very effective. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Spider-Man is a, is a shoe in for me, though. Like, I'm, I'm getting it. I don't know what else yeah. they could have shown. Marcel will remember this. Marcel will remember this. <laughs> but thanks for thanks for voting. It's it's nice to see that we have a a audience of quality of discerning taste of of beautiful people. It's always reassuring to me. Oh yeah. Still, I'm kind of disappointed with them. That's you, dear <laughs> listeners. Yes, I'm disappointed with you. Unless you voted for Spider-Man, in which case, high five. But you're also so, a big Ratchet and Clank fan, right? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm a, Are you a big fan if you played the last game in a series three or four times and none of the, like, ten games previously ever? He played it three or four times, though. Wow. I can't think of a lot of games I've played, like, four times that are that young. Well, it's a very short game. Okay. 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 So, yeah, we got we got a lot of news to discuss today. We will be taking a look at some of the things happening around Warner Brothers and Batman games and rumors. Um, we will be looking at some of the stuff that happened at EA Play last week, so EA's E3 equivalent slash replacements. We will be uh, talking about the latest shenanigans. I think that's a perfect word for him, the latest shenanigans from Billy Mitchell, <laughs> who, uh, according to himself and his lawyers, is still to this day the most famous and or important video gamer in the world. Hot sauce king. 
well, you know, that's what, that's what, again, like, I feel like, you know, I'm not a native speaker, but I feel like if there is a person where the word shenanigans is just spot on, it feels like Billy Mitchell is the man. That dude is a walking American flag button-up shirt. Isn't it just a tie always? Is it? I thought he just wears the American flag I tie didn't even, I didn't even associate it. I, I, that was more of a character thing. I, I, I guess I must have, like, merged him and his tie into a sentient being. Yeah, I think he actually always wears that time. <laughs> yeah, uh, we will be talking a little bit, but no worries. We will be talking a little bit about uh, The Last of Us 2 completely story, spoiler-free, just some early gameplay impressions uh, without, you know, talking about anything at all that might spoil you on the story characters or some such. And we will, of course, be covering the uh, big slash surprise slash controversy of this week, which is that um, Microsoft has announced that within the next month they will be shutting down Mixer and essentially uh, handing everything over, including their users, to uh, Facebook. <laughs> which was a surprise to me, at least. Uh, it's a surprise, to mm, be sure. I think it was a surprise for everyone. And not a welcome one, but who knows. Definitely not. So before we get into that, a Richard's favorite part of the show, Quick Pulse. Richard, quick what pulse. have you, Quick Pulse, recently been playing? I've recently been playing a small indie game called The Last of Us 2. Well... I, I never played it, so it must be fairly. Never heard about that one, no. Yeah, I I, I thought that we were. I, I thought more than than us was going to play it. I know Marcel is not uh, is anti zombie in games, but uh, I thought I thought the hype might have done him, but uh, I guess not. It was dangerously close. Like it was it was you know I was I was dangerously close on falling for the hype, but in the end I still hadn't played the first game. And to be honest, like I don't know I I'm uh, uh I'm I'm not the biggest fan of like. Is is it unfair to call it misery porn? Um, kind of. Kind, it's, it's fine. Kind of fun or it, kind of unfair? Uh, it, I think I think it kind of go both ways. I I don't know if it like mis, like like when I hear the the whole like misery porn thing, like it seems like it revels in that stuff. Um, I I kind of that, that was the impression I had of the game. Yeah, no, it, I I think it I think it reacts to that stuff pretty. Um, it 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 doesn't ever play any of that stuff for comedy or anything like really lighthearted. It it seems to be, it it's definitely dark. Um, anybody who's who's played the first one or or has has seeped into any of it, like I'll I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's pretty fucking dark. If you played the first one, it's about as fucking dark. Um, it, I mean that's interesting for me because I played the first one and while I found it very very dark and bleak. I think the first one had a lot of humanity in it. Like there was a like. Uh, think you can spoil off about the first one as much that you have the giraffe scene and, and some other stuff yeah but I there mean, was always like this glimpse of there's a future hope or something or some sort of humanity in the characters right uh no <laughs> <laughs> no um also i mean again uh, since we we definitely said we're not going to discuss last of us two spoilers but uh yeah. but uh, you know in the last of us one in the first five minutes some super fucking like bleak shit happens and it, it, it like that tone has been set for a while so i, I feel Spoilers. like uh, yeah yeah right um the thing that i said was dark is dark early so it's like that that definitely continues but um but okay, uh, me, misery porn I don't, i'm not sure i mean the, th the thing is usually when you when you think about misery porn I think I I would think more about like when it comes to movies about stuff like Saw, which which plays yeah. violence for entertainment value. Yeah, exactly. It's not that. It is. Thank you. That's exactly the the, uh, the um, comparison I was I was looking for in the in my in my brain. Like it is not a hostel or a Saw. It is not like check out the check out the gory bits and like it's fun to 
it's fun to kill. Like totally, totally, they they treat all that stuff with a with a sense of of seriousness. Will will that land for everybody? I'm not sure. But um, misery misery porn or like being being way into that element. I don't I don't. I, it's there and it doesn't shy away from it. That's for damn sure. Um, but uh, but I don't think they ever uh, play it lightly. And can it's we, weird. Can we talk about a little bit about the gameplay though? This yes. Not- so that's what I was gonna say. Spoiler, right? Exactly. We can talk about the gameplay, because um, because we we, we kind of talked about this earlier, um, and and how we wanted to talk about Last of Us. So uh, I'm not done playing it. I think I'm approaching 20 hours in, which which doesn't mean much, guys. I, I play these games very slowly, so I'm I'm definitely not a speedrunner and uh, and I'm not a not a game game expert, but. Um, uh yeah for for that amount of time like Wait, I didn't I, you didn't you in the past confess to playing Uncharted games on easy I did uh, I'm not playing so this I think on that easy that should make it that should make it easy for people to where to place you on the on the skill scale no I mean you, you continue you adjust the uh, you adjust the difficulty to best fit the narrative if uh, if they can't do that and uh, difficulty is actually uh, one of the interesting things to talk about see because like um uh this this game has a what i what i think could become a a bigger trend in the industry and that it has um kind of like a a faceted difficulty so like they they have the difficulty presets obviously you know there's like five difficulty presets there's like just play it for the story easy kind of less than easy normal hard and super hard or whatever you know there's a there's a, a a range of difficulties that they describe, but you can also adjust the difficulty of individual elements. So you can adjust like uh, player health, uh, enemy health. You can adjust um, the scarcity of resources in the world, which uh, for, for people that, that get worried, like, yeah, I really like the idea of going through and, and doing a third person kind of shooter thing, but the, the whole scavenging stuff and choosing which tools to use my resources to make, uh, bugs me a lot you can like totally just adjust just that part of the difficulty or if you're like i, I want it to be that um that i go down uh, harder and enemies go down harder as well or vice versa you know you can you can adjust all that stuff um individually which is is kind of neat I, I didn't do that i just went straight normal across the board but i, I think that's kind of a kind of a cool thing i like that a lot to be honest like I, i've even heard like stories about this the most accessible game ever it, it, I'm not sure um, in, in terms of, of that stuff because, like, like I said, I really uh, my first playthrough on stuff I tend to want to go with the set difficulty, and then like if it if it if it really just sucks, then I'll I'll adjust something. But uh, you know, you you match the difficulty to the experience. Like, uh, whereas Uncharted is obviously um, unarguably better suited to be a a rompy kind of adventure where there's not a serious risk. I mean, a survival. Uh, kind of borderline horror game, you know, benefits from from things being a little more difficult and your characters being a little more fragile. I think it adds to the uh, the experience on that. But uh, but yeah, um, so I, I've been doing that. And I, yeah, from from a strict gameplay perspective, I gotta say uh, I'm I'm pretty pretty on board with this. But uh, some of the stuff as as we were talking about this um, before we started recording, like Basti, you've heard some some uh, not similar sentiments. Yeah. So I mean, obviously. Um, there's a lot of controversy controversy about that game, and uh, most of the stuff seems to revolve around the story. But there are also, uh, let's say, mixed opinions about the the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you might remember, I think we talked about that briefly in a very early episode of the podcast. I played the first one, and I wasn't a big fan of the gameplay of the first one. So yeah. I'm not 
not saying the gameplay was bad. Yeah, just not I for think, you. Yeah, it was like it, it was serving its purpose, but was not better than this. And when it comes to like calling games, uh, uh, oh, this is like a game of a generation or whatever. For me, the the gameplay aspect is a very important part. And yeah. coming, you played also the first one. I'm very curious. Do you think? the gameplay improved a lot from the first one when well, it comes to the gameplay loop but also to like smaller elements so that's the that's the, that's a weird a weird thing for me in, in that i i really liked the gameplay from the first one um i i think right off the bat i the the, the best thing i could say is that like the a, a lot of other developers could probably learn about stealth in games from from the last of us i think they do it i think they've answered the kind of age-old stealth question of what happens when you get caught um mm-hmm. th- and that's an important thing like you get caught in hitman you're fucked like you might as well start over you get caught in in a lot of other stealth games and it really just kind of breaks that flow to where the only solutions that that i feel like a lot of developers have come up with is either you're screwed start over or uh find a place to hide and wait for the enemy to be like well i guess that's all over and then they just go back to their their normal rotations. Um, Last of Us doesn't doesn't do that. Like if you like for me getting getting caught in stealth or knowing when to start a full on ambush, um, really really ratchets that stuff up. So I mean you, you do have like stealth is is um, kind of standard in the sense of of um, you know there's there's dudes they're they're working they're the enemies are walking on repeating patterns so you can kind of plan stuff out if you do want to chill and and see that um and then when stuff breaks out they do they do look for you but the, the cool thing is is like i don't, I don't want to say it's weird i don't want to say that they dumb it down like they they make the characters stupid but they do a lot better job of believing that you're kind of able to pop in and out of engagement so like you can you can pop up shoot a couple dudes and then bolt and uh it, you know if they don't uh they're gonna they're gonna realistically kind of go to your your last uh the last place they saw you and in a way that I I understand that like Splinter Cell has done stuff like that before but it seems mm-hmm. it seems to me a lot more realistic about which characters are um were able to see you so like not everybody gets telegraphed where you were um you can like like uh the um the characters you're fighting against or the people you're fighting against are are really a lot more a lot more natural they, they 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 live in that world really well and it's not just the kind of cool trailer stuff of like if you if you shoot a dude like his buddy's like carl no you know um and they do do that that's that's pretty neat but you can hear them kind of communicate where where you were and that's the inf- like that. that's the information that the other characters know so it's like oh she ran into that building and it's like oh okay that's where they're looking for me but i'm already across the street because um another another huge uh huge compliment i can laud on them is is level design i mean i know we talk about the difference between design and art but level design in this i feel is really really good there's a ton of of avenues that seem that don't seem super obvious um like if you're if you're kind of going prone under things or or squeezing through small parts of buildings or even kind of like hiding in grass and doing all that stuff it's really really well done um all the feedback you get is and i'm sure there might be accessibility options for this i haven't fucked around with it but uh all the stealth feedback you're getting is audio cues which is really neat like um you're getting kind of an audio as to when you're beginning to be detected to when it actually happens to when combat starts to when you've cleared an encounter like when it's over like all that stuff is 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 given to you in in the game universe you know not on a menu not on a question mark over an enemy's head um so it feels very natural and there's a lot of cool 
um, things that you get. Like it's 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 probably the closest. Like playing playing that game is probably one of the closest examples I've seen of being able to replicate a trailer, like a gameplay trailer. Like, you ever watch, like, a stealth game gameplay trailer where the dude's, like, creeping through and it seems like he knows where he's going to avoid everyone and just kind of, like, covering a lot of distance? Um, you can you can do that really easily because the characters kind of kind of lose you and you feel like you can kind of pop in and out. So, yeah, I mean, it's just as much like that. I think the, the, the even the non-stealth combat is really, is really fun. Uh, and there, there's, there's definitely more of a variety of things that you're going up against in this than the last one. So, like different, um, different uh, types of enemies will, you, you'll have to play them differently. But it still leaves you open to, to kind of use the strengths of the character. So, like I, I got into like booby trapping stuff is pretty neat, or, or working out where I'm going to, you know, like you can craft silencers, right? Like out of like coke bottles and shit. But they're only good for like three shots. So like planning where you're going to do that stuff, it's really neat. What were we saying? Uh, some some really good feedback, especially as uh, I mean, it has been ages since I played the the first right. Last of Us. I never played it on PS4. I only played the PS3 version back then. But um, with with the stealth, at least have the impression or the the memory that as soon as I got caught, it wasn't guns blazing, all or nothing situation. So I'm not sure if they improved that, but it sounds like it. And also, yeah. what which was a little bit inconsistent for me in the first one was the level design because some levels were extremely well done while others felt very arcadey in a sense of here's a camera pen oh here's a, like a like a small boxed uh, labyrinth uh, which shows you where you can hide and then people are spawning in from one side just jumping through a window it almost felt like a, a metal gear solid peace walker huh. level on, on psp in some some occasions for me in the first one so yeah. for me it sounds like that some of the the, the criticism in my head with the first one was like in some shape or form addressed it's good it, it could be i'm not i'm not sure like i said i i felt like it's it, it is definitely a sequel where if you liked the last of us you're getting a lot more of that um there's not a there's not a lot of of uh deriv derivation there there is some don't get me wrong um but uh but yeah, I'd almost I'd almost be hesitant. Maybe maybe try it out or watch some stuff on it because like yeah, a lot of that stuff is like there there are people spawning in, but they give you enough of a heads up and they do it on a wide enough place where you don't really see it. Like they're they're very vocal, so they'll be talking. They're like, if you were if you were stealth in the in the kind of previous section, and as you play, you'll get it you'll get an idea of where these kind of sections are. It's not super noticeable, but you can see the seams sometimes. Um, but but the cool th like I was saying, like the cool thing is like when you when you alert them. They do kind of there, there's 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 a middle state where they're they're still patrolling slow enough for you to sneak up and ambush them, but they're they seem very much more alert. Like they they're not just letting this go. They're not just kind of going back to this chill patrol route. Like they'll they'll move slowly, but that's because they're like covering corners and stuff like that. So it it's neat that it still lets you decide when you're going loud and when you're going stealth. I don't think a lot of other games have done that. I think that's really cool. But yeah, um, I, I'm not uh, I'm not close to being done with it, which kind of uh, brings me to the the other side of that, huh, Marcel? Uh, other side of what? I'm confused now. Uh, I know that is that is my favorite part about you. But uh, when we were, when we were talking about this, we did want to give everybody a chance to not get spoiled by our podcast. But uh, there are there are apparently other controversies with this game. Um, and just to kind of just to kind of let you guys know, like I've gone full anti-spoiler mode like i haven't opened twitch i haven't gone on youtube the thumbnails are cursed and evil and they will corrupt me 
if uh, people at work start to talk about the game on a call, I will throw my headphones across the room. So I'm I'm in a in a box about this game. Um, somebody sent me a Chrome extension where you can type keywords in and it will remove spoilers for you. Really? Uh, is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is totally a thing. You can oh, just nice. it just filters it just filters stuff out based on that keyword. So, um, so I'm I am oblivious to any perceived controversies. So, uh, I think I think later, you know, in in a bit when I've beat the game, um, maybe you can because you've got your finger on the pulse of the gaming world, you can tell me some of the controversies and we'll we'll, we'll be able to I'll I'll try to weigh in on whether they're legit or internet bullshit. It's uh, there's definitely I would probably say it's one of the most controversial releases um ever almost but um as you say like a lot of that is uh, firmly centered on story and characters and stuff like that so it's not something we want to you know um, discuss at this point uh, where most people including you probably haven't finished the game yet I'm not um so but yeah so so I'm I'm a big I'm I'm largely positive on it so far uh, from what I've played. Um, and we'll see if it fucking completely falls apart. But that's that's kind of where I'm at uh, with The Last of Us 2. That's not bad. So, Basti, have you uh, been playing anything cool recently? Or anything um, controversial? I'm not, not really controversial. I'm still playing through Final Fantasy Re- Remake, and I think I'm so close to the end that at the uh, when we record the next episode, I can, can give my final impression. I'm also still in that horrible, horrible, addicting Warframe loop. That's controversial. Is it? To be honest, hearing Basti talk about Warframe is misery porn as well. It's true. It's true. I'm stuck here in a in a Destiny cave. No, Warframe. Uh, to be honest, still, um, that is this game which is incredibly hard to get into. But if you, which is crazy for me, but if you go. If you are able to 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 pass that hurdle, if you if you're able to to climb ninja climb uh, over that wall, um, I'm now in the section of that game where they had all the uh, campaign story uh, stuff added, which wasn't in the game before that. Before that was mainly grind, and now I'm at the point of the second dream and war within quest line where you have proper cutscenes and all this kind of like shit. And holy, it's really good. It's really 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 good. The only problem uh-huh. is that probably. 90% of all Warframe players will never see that kind of stuff because they give up uh, along the way, and that is really sad. But also, the game's so old and so complex and so with such a vast amount of content, I think it's really, really hard, if not impossible, to completely restructure that early to mid-game section. So I give it to Digital Extreme that they probably... They tried it several times to make it better, but it's not easy. The game was probably just structured the wrong way when they, when they released it uh, back then. But uh, other than that... Highly addictive game for me. That sounds a lot like uh, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, fourteen. Yeah, kind of. Where they where they're like they're like yeah the 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 opening quest lines uh, before you get to the expansions uh, like the expansions are amazing but you just gotta do the opening quest line you're like well how long is that they're like ah oh, you know fifty sixty hours it's like yeah it's very fuck? similar to that it's also by the way like fifty sixty hours until you reach usually that point where I'm, I'm currently uh, with the with the new quest lines and the the later game the more interesting gameplay which is sad. For me, it was worth yeah. it, but I completely understand everyone who says, like, nah, I cannot, like, go through that for 40 hours or whatever. And it, it drastically changes, doesn't it? Like, you get into, like, open-world yeah. shit and... Yeah. Wow. Complete complex storylines with cutscenes, open-world shit. Because uh, the, the, the opening story is, in my opinion, pretty fucking cringy. Yeah. But it gets it gets better. 
So when we when we when we finished the uh, War Within quest, the first real big quest in the team of four friends, uh, we were in Discord all yelling, "How fucking amazing was that!" Like wow. everyone was like, "Holy shit, this is crazy and this is great." That sounds. And when you see video YouTube videos about that stuff, everyone says basically the same. Like you have to see this, but yeah, it's a 60, 60 hours uh, pure grind until you reach that point. That's crazy. I don't. I don't know if I got. That. I did. I did not have that in me for uh, for Final Fantasy, but that was more based on the fact that it was subscription and the launcher. Yeah. And the fucking launcher. You were this launcher. <laughs> what What about you, Marcel? You think you got you got uh, fifty hours of Warframe grind in you? No, uh, I have uh, zero interest in that game. But because I, it's weird, like I'm at this point, um, and that probably sounds like an elitist jerk. Mm-hmm. But I'm at the stage now where if there is something more or less comparably, like, obviously it's not the same, but like in the same genre or so, I prefer paid games okay. over okay. free-to-play, um, both for the monetization and, sorry to say, for the community, because... Um, I must know, I, say, Warframe is one of the most helpful, least toxic community uh, communities I've ever seen. Like, in chat... No matter which group I was, I had never had like not a single, not a single fucking bad experience uh, in Warframe with with any player. It's fucking weird. Like this community feels a little bit like cultish in the sense of that everyone in that community seems to be just happy if the community sticks together because they are like, oh, we are all just happy that we like Warframe. Please don't go. It's weird. So it's good if people are are you know um constructive and helpful. That's nice. But yeah, like it's 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 not for me. But... I have been um, playing, and you know, to make me a total hypocrite because I just said I prefer <laughs> playing paid games over free-to-play games. I've been I playing. <laughs> I've been playing a lot more uh, Valorant, and frequently there, I think to myself, I wonder if the community was as terrible if people had to pay for the game. Um, um, yeah. There is, um, there is a lot of, how do you say? Not nice people on there. Tell me about your uh, okay. You you are you are a uh, um, sampler of Riot Games. I'd say you're familiar. Uh, how we how are we compare this to the infamous League of Legends community? Well, I think the biggest difference is in League of Legends. It 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 was not there at the start. It came later, and I personally never used it. But I think the biggest differentiator issue is the voice chat. Oh God, yeah. Didn't they? Did they have that in League and take it out, or I seem to remember there being some voice chat thing? It in is League. it's in League, like yeah, it is there, but it was not there at the start. It came mm-hmm. later, and like um, I've never used it. Uh, so in Valorant, I had the distinct pleasure recently of being by somebody in a Eastern European accent called the N word for I think like thirty seconds straight, nonstop. Awesome. While I was the last guy in in the in the team trying to like to hear the enemies, because listening, like, you know, like hearing footsteps and stuff is super important in that game. So yeah, um, sure. Yeah, some some absolutely lovely people in there. I've so, also played some more. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to wanted to add, like like is Valorant still tracking? Are you still loving it? Are you because you were you were pretty high hype on it when it came out? Um, you know, it's not like a little bit that that stage where like the the first hype is gone and now it's not just like hey I want to play this game. It's more like okay, um, can we? Because I I never played alone. I always play with like one to four friends mm-hmm. and now it's more the stage of like uh, can we try some you know different strategies what are some um 
some you know like cool combos of characters and stuff like that. So really, it's the you know it's the next step beyond just playing the game. It's like okay, how can we get more out of this game? Um, because okay. obviously it's a limited map pool of just four maps right now. I think the the ranked mode is actually coming back in the next week or so um, with the patch that's I think coming out tonight or tomorrow night. I can't remember. Um, so uh, yeah, it's still a very fun and very well made game, but uh, as the community can be grating. It's just the last thing to say on it. Do you do you does it have legs? Do you see it go in the distance? You played League a lot. Do you think you're going to approach anything like that with this? Um, I don't know. We'll see. It really depends. Like also with the people. You know, like um, I played with the same group of people like for three years or so, yeah. several times a week. Overwatch. Then yeah. that kind of got a little bit stale for the group. Um, the people. We were trying with different games, experimenting. We didn't really find something that clicked for everybody, because mm -hmm. we did have a little bit differentiating tastes, I guess, in our shooters. Despite sure. uh, besides Overwatch, so this is what we settled on now. And I guess you know, if the group keeps playing, then um, yeah, well, okay. I, can, I can see myself playing this for a while. Okay. Yeah, I also play a little bit more of Apex Legends, which uh, still is a phenomenally well-made game. How much does that cost? Um, uh, you mean how much does it cost, or how much have I spent on it? The no, fir first one, then the second game, one. Yes, I haven't really spent that much. No, it's ah. like it's a free-to-play game, obviously. So yes, yeah. as I said, like I'm a bit of a hypocrite there. It's just like <laughs> it's just funny. If, you know, if I had the option, um, if then I would prefer that. Um, and I have played or I have started playing for the first time for a couple. Um, I think it's two or three hours now so far. Uh, Batman: Arkham City. Awesome. Nice. Which is I've I've like I really those games went passed me for for years oh, like, so you I haven't played, played this before this year. no i did earlier this year for the first time play and finish arkham asylum what did you and like now that i've started yes very much so. awesome and, and now, now i'm for the city. first time playing uh city yes and that naturally seg segues very nicely because i'm the master of the segue yeah uh, which actually i should be the master of the segue in the sense of like i should drive around with the segue and a cape maybe a little crown uh -huh. nothing too ostentatious just uh -huh. like a little crown yeah as the Segway master. Okay. And um, yeah, it segues nice into some of the, <laughs> of the stuff that has been happening recently in gaming news. Because it turns out, um, while there are bigger brands, it feels like to me there are few gaming brands or games that are being rumored and fake leaked as much as the next game from Rocksteady and, uh, and uh, from... Warner Montreal, like yeah. the next Batman or DC games, like so that there's a a um a gaming leak and rumor uh, Reddit that I frequent uh, for the very occasional nugget of interesting truth, and usually just for the lols of like people, you know, guessing writing like like writing up like no no you know like they write up like twenty five paragraphs and like after two sentences you're like yep this is fake. Uh, but you know, like they they go at it with unbridled you know, you know, uh, favors, you know, so it's it's cool. It's I guess it's entertaining. Um, it's uh, their fanfic. Surely a lot of it is actually fanfic. Yes, feels like. So what do you think about but, City? Yeah. So far, it's you know it's a fun game. Again, like it's uh, it is so far still pretty linear. Um, oh, again, wow. like in the first couple hours, still mm -hmm. I haven't even like um, I, I just met the Joker. I just played Catwoman for the first couple minutes, so. Um, yeah, you know, we'll see. Um, uh, if if it's as good as as Arkham Asylum, I will probably like it. Well, this is yeah, this yeah. is the 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 dividing line, I think, uh, for a lot of people. It's like you either get into 
open op- more more open world Batman, or it's just like I, I've I've met a few people that were just like I like Asylum and don't like any of the other ones. I was under the impression that Asylum is sti- uh, sorry that city is still fairly liked and that really um, night with the with the Batmobile is like the the love it or hate it for a lot of people. Night caught a bad rap. I think when night launched. Yeah. When night launched, it was it was fucked, right? Like it was it was hyper broken. The PC version was, was a cluster. Yeah, it was very broken. Yeah. yeah. Um. When I I fucking dug night. I, I liked all those guys. I liked Origins. I mean, what the fuck do I know? Yeah, there has been a a lot of rumors and whispers uh, floating around for months. Yeah. Pa- partially, one might say, maybe due to the fact that some genius at Warner Brothers thought that last September they should start teasing the reveal of. The next Batman game from from Warner Montreal, which to this day, so nine months later, has yet to manifest. Yes. So, but, the, but there have been is, many teases. It, I would say it's probably like the the most you know like now leaving aside anything, anything you know, like politically or or contra- like in- intentionally controversial, just you know for, on the level of game marketing. Yeah. I feel like it's one. It's probably the the worst conceived teasing campaign I've ever seen for a major video game. Yeah. Um, because like it's it feels like it's a very good way to kill the hype like get everybody excited and like f- six months later like guess still nothing huh they, they, but they, they, uh, they, yeah but there seems to be you know some light at the end of the tunnel for the tortured uh, um, DC and uh, Batman fans because uh, Warner has announced that they're going to do a DC fandom which is a virtual event, essentially a replacement, I guess, for uh, San Diego Comic-Con, which is not happening this year, of course, for obvious reasons. Uh, so it'll be a virtual event that's happening this August, I think August 22nd, uh, where they will have a ton of new stuff. They will they will show the... Um, and I still can't fucking believe that this shit's happening. They will show the first footage from the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Oh, they will boy. show more stuff about you know comic and TV plans. And also notably, they will show new games from Warner Brothers. Um, there's obviously two games that have been very long in the making, and this like is is really fascinating to me, like how low the productivity has been. Because today, Chan, you know, funnily enough, as we record this, today is the fifth anniversary of Arkham Knight. Yeah. So for Rocksteady, this is the last time they released a a new game. It was five years ago, and they still have not uh, announced a new one. Yeah. Which obviously is, is very rare. Five years later. So do you think and they're do you, do you think they're gonna do a thing where whatever they put out is gonna be like one of those short announce cycle things, or do you think it's just like they're they're taking their time? Uh, so yesterday, um, Eurogamer, which you know tend to have uh, good intel, of course, and especially British studios, sure, said that uh, the game would be teased at the fandom in August, but Fuck. it's still a long way off. Fuck, teased? And um, it's supposedly it's going to be a Suicide Squad, a potential subtitle being uh, Kill the Justice League, which I believe uh, is a reference to a, a, a graphic novel or like a comic uh, storyline, according to my man Mitch, who is from the future, as you know, because he's from Australia, and he said it was a good story, but I, I don't know. I don't know it myself. But so yes, it like... seems to be still quite a way off, actually. Suicide Squad, I could see that as a, that absolutely work in a video game. Really? Because I am yeah. st- hyper fucking tired of Harley goddamn Quinn. Yeah, true. But I haven't seen the the, the newest uh, Quinn movie yet. They had it, man. They they could have done something really cool with Harley Quinn. She's a she's a neat character. I get where they were going with the retcons or the the whole like, 
hey, maybe she didn't, you know, explode children with video game cartridges. Um, you know, because like I, I, I believe it was like time was, you know, she did she did some fucked up shit too. But obviously, the 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 the, the arc that they went with is she was duped by the Joker is is a cool person. Like, but she has become. At least I don't know. Maybe I'm just seeing too many too many similarities. But she's kind of like a DC Deadpool, you know, like the the. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah like like winking and talking to the camera and like uh like like being really kind of out of it and like meta, uh kooky for kooky's sake sort of thing. Um, but I mean you know fuck. There's not much fun in the DC universe anyway, so. It's just gotta be gritty. How to fuck? How to fuck? How the fuck are you gonna compare my man Wade to to Harley Quinn? Exactly. I and I, I, I that that up. I think that that is probably some of the uh, the, the the criticism. I mean, I they and they've been going at it, dude. Like like Harley Quinn has had you know her suicide Suicide Squad was the Harley Quinn thing, um, and then Suicide Squad Suicide Squad two. Suicide Squad 2 was, you know, the Harley Quinn thing, and she's got a fucking animated show, and, you know, she she's shown up. She was featured pretty heavy in Injustice 2 and all that stuff. So, like, I, I, I get the backing for it, and I think I think they could do some cool stuff with that character. So hopefully someone does, because none of the other characters in the Suicide Squad are particularly fucking neat. Um, I, but, but, yeah, I, look, I, I, if anybody can do it, it's fucking Rocksteady, right? I mean, uh, to be fair, like the thing is also for a lot of people, what I've noticed ever since those rumors came out, yeah, is that for a lot of people, they like their entire perception of like Suicide Squad is obviously based on that movie. And a lot of people of think that's just it. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think in the comics, Suicide Squad, Suicide, sorry, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad. <laughs> been around for like almost sixty years. Yeah, but so, not with her. Know, uh, I mean, she she Harley Quinn came out in the with the animated series, so like. Yes, but yeah. yeah, like, but you know, we don't even know if it's gonna be like the iteration with with Harley Quinn. You know, which I, there is no there. fucking way they announce a Suicide Squad property without Harley Quinn in it. I would be shocked. Look, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, we don't know. Like, over sixty years, obviously, there's been a lot of like different characters. You know, yeah. just like Wolverine was an Avenger once. Right, right. Well, I mean, there, there, there's like the thing where like, um, like Poison Ivy was there and shit like that, and like that, 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 that you could do some cool gameplay shit with Poison Ivy and stuff like that, like. You could do some cool game like aren't make... aren't I think in the in the current like comic universe aren't uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy a a couple right now? Well, they got the whole thing. They got like the the sirens, the what's it called? Like, the, uh, the birds the of prey movie. and the fucking with the huntress and all that shit. Like there's there's that the the Harley Quinn universe has has a few things. I mean DC DC is gonna put their their they they would be dumb not to put their their force behind. Um, behind Rocksteady, right? Because that's that's th- those are the guys who redefined the kind of superhero game and, and really brought it brought it in. And they did um, make the the combat, you know, they, that that that's a Rocksteady thing. So I don't think they're gonna go low with it. I, I, they'll put cool characters in it. Like like I said, I think if anybody can make it neat, it's uh, it's 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 Rocksteady. Um, and Rocksteady we trust. But I mean, also like Rocksteady has has drawn a lot from. Not, not. I don't want to say that. Like, I don't think they they've gone particularly super comic booky with it in their early entries. Like, you can, you can hear a lot of of kind of Nolan and uh, Burton in their in their Batman, and that's kind of become synonymous with that character at this point. Like, I get that, but uh, I don't know how far they're gonna deviate 
from from whatever the current like Warner Brothers Suicide Squad lineup. Like these are the characters. Like look, these are the fucking characters. You know, it's 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 kind of the same thing that happened with um with uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, where it was like like all right, we're gonna we're gonna tone it tone it the fuck down with the with the random dudes. We're gonna put in like you're gonna you're gonna have your Suicide Squad or your uh your guardians of the galaxy, you're going to have your, you know, these people and that people and just maybe a little less on the, on the out there stuff. So we'll, we'll see though. They, they did have calendar man in fucking one of those Batman games. So they, they did actually have a lot of, um, pretty obscure. Yeah. You know, kind of like, um, villains in there at least, but not the best one, unfortunately. Who is the best one? Uh, false face. False face. False face is fucking dope. False face. Shit up, no, no. False face is only. Uh, he's on a two-parter of the uh, Adam West Batman TV show. Um, he's just a dude who's really good at disguises. Um, but the the yeah, I wanted to ask you what's his superpowers or whatever. He's just super good at disguises. So like the whole the whole episodes is like is like I was talking to the commissioner. It's like nah, man, that was me. I'm wearing a mask. Ha ha. Um, the the only the only thing that makes it kind of neat is like the actor uh, didn't want to be credited for it. So like when when the credits play, like it's just question marks. So it's like it added to it in a really neat way. That's so, the Riddler. No, what? No, that's Frank Corshin. Um, false face was dope. I I would like to see more false face. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. It's, I think <laughs> the, the the big uh, the big question uh, controversy here is again like it's been ages since a game came out from these guys, yeah. and even worse so with um with the Montreal. So yeah. allegedly their next game is going to be teased at Fandom as well. Um, there's been some rumors that it's going to be called uh, Gotham Knights. That's that's um, Bat and, Family, right? Yes. And their last game came out um, in uh, fall of 2013, I believe. Was it Arkham Origins? It was Arkham Origins. Yeah, that's seven years without. A, so it, essentially, this entire generation, they haven't released anything yet. Wow. So um, that's definitely something where we're very curious what happened. Like allegedly, they've been working a couple different pitches. Like a uh, uh, Damien is it? It's Damien Wayne is his name, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bat uh, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, like supposedly the new one is is called Gotham Knights and is is focused around the Court of Owls, which was a super cool storyline uh, to read in the Dude, comics. You know that, that it cracks me up because like you're talking about teasing earlier, um, yeah. and like that was one of my favorite teases because they put that out and they're like, "What could it be?" Like first comments like Court of Owls. <laughs> you can't you can't put shit past these people anymore, man. I mean, yeah, like, but that's the thing, right? Like, the first thing they showed on that tease was, like, some people were like, okay, it's Court of Owls. And the second was, I think, like, the batch of the uh, Gotham City Police Department mm-hmm. back when, you know, when it was still okay to show anything police in your in your uh, media. Yeah. But, so, like, that, that, that that's why I was thinking if maybe, you know, for this one, like, it's going to be less focused on Batman itself and more, like, you know, on Gotham as a almost, like, a character, you know, like, uh, mm. or, or the history of Gotham and stuff like that and the different organizations there. It's hard yeah, to do. Uh, we we should um, find out soon. The question is only, you know, who is going to publish these games in the future? Because the other thing that popped up this week, this past week, yeah. was a rumor that allegedly AT and T, um, who is in some, you know, financial, well, not you know, it's not dire, but like they're closing down a lot of shops on the on the mobile side, they're laying a lot of people off, and allegedly they're looking for a buyer for their gaming business, um, to the tune of around four billion, supposedly. Ooh. And uh, rumors and stories say that some of the interested parties are Take Two, EA, and Activision. Hmm. Wow. The question is for most three: What would you guys prefer? Which one? EA. 
Oh God. Oh God. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like, what's the name of the anti-justice league? Unjustice league? Suicide squad? No, it's like the brotherhood of evil or some shit. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, that's that's a dumb. That's a that, no. The, the Brotherhood of Mutants is is that's that's Marvel. Ah. So you say EA? I'd say, yeah, I, you know, t- would take two be that bad? Uh, I don't know. I mean, how much how much gambling do you like in your? In I your love it. In Harry Potter games. More gambling, especially in Harry Potter. Get, like have him spin the DLC wheel. I mean, you know, like they already had like the the, the random loot boxes for Oryx. Loot. In Shadow Wars, so maybe you could tie that in with you know, with, with the gambling from 2K. Loot box uh, purchases. Like if you get a super rare orc in in you know the next one, um, you can you can take him to the court in NBA. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> didn't He's they? He's gonna uh, bunk on your enemies so fucking hard. Didn't they rip all that shit out? Yes, they did actually. That's yeah. embarrassing. But I think also at a point where it was already too late to save that game's reputation. Yeah, that's a shame. I should so play this. Tuesday also EA. I I could say like either one of these seems like uh like we're not getting that much. Um... Uh, to be honest, for me, I think twenty current state twenty twenty because EA is a company which usually goes uh, in one direction for one to three four years and then uh, steers into the the other direction. I have the feeling that maybe EA le- they learned their lesson in the last couple of years about uh, many things and. I think it would be probably best right now in the current state at EA yeah. as well. Do you think um, Do you think if EA buys it, like DC just starts sweating profusely at the idea of licensing their shit to EA? I think hmm. that is really like the big question. Like that's been the rumor um, yeah. that um, a lot of uh, you know, like a lot of analysts are saying they really like the question with this deal would be about the licensing because obviously you know they have some experienced studios, yes, but like really uh, the the, the interesting thing, of course, here is that you would get in one fell swoop um, DC, so Batman, Superman, all of that, uh, Middle Earth, yeah. and Harry Potter, and which ju- obviously, um, you know, leaving leaving certain uh, stupid uh, comments by certain authors aside recently, um, <laughs> obviously, you know, like three of like the biggest uh, uh, media yeah. brands in the world. Yeah. So really, yeah, the question here would have to be, you know, um, which of these stuff like is you know like what what's the deal on on the licensing and all of that? Yeah, exactly. So like it seems that's like a deal the crux that's complicated to pull off. Right. But you know if if somebody can pull it off to their to their satisfaction, uh, I think you know obviously that they could stand to make a lot of money from that. I mean that that is that is definitely the thing is like is like how much of the IP is coming with it because I'm sure you know these are these are all talented developers and you know I hope they all you know come come through whatever happens. Um, with just a change in corporate overlord, because that's always the best way for that to work out. But uh, I'd be interested to see where the where the um, where the IP stuff lands. And I'm just I was just skimming the news story that you came up with to see if that was the thing. I mean, for that amount of money, you'd think they'd be getting the IP as well, right? For Bill. And uh, I mean, it's also um, it's also uh, Mortal Kombat. A true Mortal Kombat there, yeah. right? Game of Thrones. And look at all the I mean, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat at least would be, you know, like a a thing that you would actually own. Whereas, um, I mean, it's tricky, you know, like for, for uh, Warner, I mean, obviously Warner owns DC. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, DC is much more than just the um, the comics. Uh, sorry, sorry, than the games. So obviously right. it would be there. It would be a license, not like the full IP rights. Yeah. 
Uh, whereas with Mortal Kombat, you could probably assume that like the buyer gets like everything. Yeah. That means the rights to the movie. And EA. the dollars. <laughs> EA presents Suicide Squad. I mean, maybe yeah. after after EA, after Star Wars, they're not not too fond of getting to more IP related stuff. Maybe they they want to do their own or smaller things. I don't know. I mean, but that's maybe. the thing is like, how do you yeah. like the like the Warner Brothers in particular is so is so based around that you know it's not uh it's not just the devs it's not just the studios like rocks rocksteady definitely has a name uh another realm definitely has a name but um but uh warner brothers montreal like is that going to be a thing in the in the cold heartless gaming world i'm not saying that they're they're a bad studio like i said i loved i like i actually really liked origins but yeah it, this is again a nice segue Yes. Reclaim my title as the king of segways. The king of segways rides again. Um, But also last week, EA Play happened. Yeah. Um, Traditionally in the past, and I have to say this as, you know, uh, I've I've always been like the weird one out among gamers that um, for for, for many years, EA published many of my favorite games. So like I always had a much softer spot for them than most people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even with that said, like in their, in in the past, like their E3 shows were frequently not so great. Okay. Especially when they lean too heavily on influencers who were unable to say Need for Speed without forgetting their text. See, they should have gone with Mr. Caffeine. Exactly. But uh, this one, I I really liked it. I thought like this was one of their best shows in years. Again, okay. maybe you know the bar for that is not terribly high. <laughs> but I um I really really liked their uh, overall commitment, um and you know not just words but showing it, of of saying that it's important to them that people can play with their friends how or wherever they want. That's really cool, I uh, agree. They're, they're, they're coming full force to Steam. Uh, this fall, uh, Apex is coming to Steam, to Switch is going to get cross-play across all uh, uh, platforms together. Oh, neat. Um, yeah, sorry, uh, Star Wars Squadrons is going to have cross-play, so like, really that seemed like the, the big thing for them, like that they're fully committed yeah. across all their studios to cross-play, which is amazing, because I think that's, like for me personally, that's one of my big hopes for next uh, for next gen. That it becomes more or less a standard thing, not not something that's I, I would agree, amazing like, or special. Of all the trends that that catch on, I think that'd be really really neat. And also, um, so yeah, I, I like Apex, so I'm I'm glad to hear that they're gonna have crossplay, more platforms coming. Yeah. Uh, I'm of course, as you know, a huge Bioware fan, so I was super happy with those five seconds of next gen Dragon <laughs> Age that they showed, um, which was obviously very obviously Dragon Age. Um, Don't blink. Yeah, yeah, I know. You would have missed it. And uh, I'm, I'm super excited, especially about Star Wars Quadrants, because I have, uh, as a so teenager, I've played a ton of time, uh, spent a lot, ton of time playing TIE Fighter, X-Men versus TIE Fighter, X-Men Alliance. So, like, really seeing them uh, lean into that. And, like, you know, initially people were a bit torn. Like, some people thought, okay, maybe it's just, like, the the uh, space mode from, from Battlefront, you know, blown up to a full game. Mm-hmm. But, like, really, it seems to be... Um, not that arcadey. Mm. It looks so good. That is so bizarre to me because I I've tried separately to get both of you to play space games with me, and like it's it's. Well, we played so. the together. Well, we tried. Uh, that wasn't uh, your fault. How many of the games you suggested had X wings in them? I mean, everything has an X wing in it if you mod it, right? But so that's the thing yeah, for you. It's it's thing. really it's the Star Wars thing and not the space game thing. It's like being able to be immersed into Star Wars is what does it for you. Is what I'm asking. Uh, the Star Wars thing definitely was the main draw for me, and also I don't like the uh, this whole idea of I don't know, 
uh, flying around mining asteroids and you're like or, yeah. or, or, or uh, selling stuff on one planet from the other like that's not from like I really was just like the dogfighting and obviously like all the old Star Wars games they were purely dogfighting games mm-hmm. and um, yeah like with this one I'm really surprised actually you know since coming to consoles and obviously these days you know, with the AE you want to go for like mainstream but yeah. it's going to have stuff like you know diverting your energy between weapons and shields and speeds that's it's strictly first person. It's gonna be full VR, like the entire campaign multiplayer. Everything can be played fully VR. As I said, it's crossplay. There is a, a lot of customization, like you unlock new components and stuff that you can put into your ship. So like it really looks really really cool to me. All right, all right. I, I'm I'm always. It also, it also like showed VR. more. It also showed more gameplay. I think if I was cynical, a more, more gameplay demo than the PlayStation and Xbox shows combined. <laughs> True. To be honest, I'm, I'm I'm biased here because I've sunk thousands, like wow. I'm not kidding, thousands of hours in Xenoverse Tie Fighter, and uh, went through probably half a dozen Sidewinder joysticks back in the day. So like, um, sign me up. That that looks looks you, uh, like my you, jam. Like the Sidewinder Precision Pro was like chef kiss. Yeah, I think I got. I still it. have two of them. And then I tried to play uh, one a uh, Mac Warrior Mercenaries last year, yeah. and it turns out like it's impossible to get these things running on on modern PCs. Ah, which was a real bummer, right? Or like an old Comport connector or something. It, it, yeah, it's like something that just doesn't exist anymore. I mean, you could probably get like a cheap little Thrustmaster. Yeah, but it's not a Sidewinder Precision Pro, is it? It's not. It's not. Is well, it I really mean, but that's the thing. That's like like when you're shopping for for Hota stuff, it's either like you can get the Thrustmaster for like fifty bucks. Or you can spend four hundred bucks. bucks. Yeah, like they they go and cut it out of a fucking actual airplane and uh, and put it on your desk. Yeah. Well, but, uh, but also like the yeah. game supposedly supports hotels and everything. So. It better. I mean, like you have to, you have to if you're gonna do first person, uh, a little more serious space game stuff. Like, uh, and it, it's definitely better. Like Elite Elite, um, which I I seem to have like a yearly calendar of getting back into Elite like one one month every year. I'm just like I'm gonna fucking play some goddamn Elite. And now that they've announced Space Legs, I, I I'll have to do it again. But um but yeah that that it improved it greatly. Like I I played a, a bit of it with a controller and like yeah spending that's the one peripheral where I was like all right this looks this takes up a lot of space and it it looks incredibly nerdy but it really adds to it for me. Uh, I think I think EA Play was a good show. I think, as Busty kind of implied when we talked about the Warner takeover, potential Warner takeover, um, that I think EA is probably due for a couple of good years. As you said, like they seem to have this <laughs> thing where, like a generation, they're really, really good, or they're not so great. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, financially, they've been doing quite well. I um, mean, but, uh, imagine like, and everything. I think the next couple of years are going to be pretty good for EA. Imagine the possibilities, okay? You're 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 approaching. Just put yourself into this gaming scenario, okay? You're approaching the Death Star, the trench run. You're gonna say anything about Anthem? Like I'm just gonna. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I, I promise. Okay, you're approaching. Okay. You're approaching the 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 trench uh, on the Death Star, you know, and you start to call out to your squad. But since EA has purchased Warner Brothers, your squad is like Harry Potter on a fucking broom, and like Harley Quinn's riding a rocket with a mallet next to you. And then you just go down the trench. Is uh, did I just hear like did I just hear uh, the, the sound of like EA dropping like millions of bucks at the bank? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> send me send me the check. I want Harry Potter Rogue Rogue Squadron. I just, yeah, I, I, this, that's, nothing is gonna make a better Star Wars game than just like a fucking fourth grader getting blasted out of the sky, like in formation. 
Harry doesn't so, yeah. use the Force. That um, that game looks amazing. I'm super excited. Gonna uh, October second, I'll definitely be playing that. Yeah. Um, then uh, a surprising bit of news that honestly I I missed completely until Richard pointed out. Even though like in the past I followed that saga with a lot of interest because it was so hilarious. Yeah. Has been the latest shenanigans of Mr. Mitchell. So Richard, please. Uh, Get us up to speed on what Billy's done. I now. wish I can, man. Billy Mitchell is a is a fun, weird black hole. Um, it, for you guys, if you if you get the chance, I think I think it's on Netflix or even on YouTube at this point. But watch watch King of Kong. Watch uh, watch that whole fucking weird thing because this is like this is like trying to sum up a shitload of drama in a couple paragraphs. But uh, Billy Mitchell, who is famous for playing Donkey Kong and Pac-Man and setting high scores uh, and making that his entire motherfucking identity, uh, aside from uh, a venture into making hot sauce. Um, earlier, he got all of his, his records in those games uh, stripped from him by um, by Twin Galaxies, who is is part of... I, I think they're part of... They're like a Guinness officiating board? I'm not sure. Exactly. Uh, they to... they officiate yeah. uh, video game records. Yeah. Okay. For, yeah. For um for Guinness, I think yes. Right. So um. But also, sorry, just small aside. Yeah. Fun fact: the current uh, boss of Twin Galaxies, so the guy who kicked Billy Mitchell out. Yeah. Is Jace Hall, who was the founder of Monolith, who made Shadow of War and is now owned by Warner. So you know, yeah, it's a small industry slash world. True. Um. True. And keep that in mind. So, so somebody sent in some some very uh, kind of techy um, information to to the officiating board about uh, Billy's recorded uh, Pac-Man, or I believe it was Donkey Kong and Pac-Man uh, gameplays, where it was like, all right, look, first of all, either this is on an emulator because of how it's how the like if you slow it down, this is like a CRT builds from left to right. The emulator builds from right to left. You can only see this in a millisecond. This is why you fake that. Um, some of his, some of his, uh, gameplays have weird kind of jump cuts or, or are oddly edited. So there was a big hoo-ha about that. And, uh, like you said, they, um, they kicked him out. Uh, and as of June 10th, his records have, uh, been reinstated. Billy's back. He's back to being the King of Kong. I really wish I I can't wait for the King of Kong documentary two to come out and see what the fuck is happening because I know the minute they they took away his records he sued he sued um Ugh. yeah well yeah I mean you know if 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 this is your whole identity and you really truly believe that you earn these records and somebody apparently submitted True. evidence you know you're gonna you're gonna like if you care about it that much and you think that you're correct that much and he has never ever been like oh yeah you got me I cheated like he's always been like yo I'm fucking legit um. You're gonna you're gonna take those extreme measures. So he he did that, and the the um, scores have been reinstated. <laughs> Marcel, if you could read, I, I I I pulled this quote specifically just to hear you read it because it is internety and uh, and lovely. It's the the second uh, paragraph under there. Yeah, yeah. Twin Galaxies founder Walter Day also appeared in the video saying he was very pleased to see this happen. The organization's current owner and CEO, Jace Hall, only responded to Ars Technica's request for a comment with the But that's none of my business, Kermit the Frog meme. Brilliant. That's excellent. You know, that's that's how you how you handle uh, legal, legal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? To be honest, 
Give, given you a documentary because Billy Mitchell's face in this overlook would make great on the on the front page of Netflix right beside the the Tiger King cover. I can't tell if he looks more like a character from Fallout or Command and Conquer. Fallout. Right? Like he's I would say Fallout. Yeah, he's trying to give you like the fake democracy where it's like everybody loves guns, go kill our other guy. Yeah. He's an interesting dude. Please don't fucking sue me, Billy Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's probably it's probably good that you're living in Germany now, far away from Billy Mitchell and his sauces. I mean, like he, yeah. So he's not he's not. Saying, yeah, I do want to. I'll try his hot sauce. I like hot sauce. Um, he he's happy about it. He's uh, he said it took more than two years and an abundance of indisputable facts, eyewitnesses, and expert testimony to prove all of my records were legitimate. Um, when he appeared on Nintendo Life. Uh, so yeah, he he made it his mission to clear his name. Um, and apparently has done so. He's an interesting fucking dude, guys. If you if you get bored, look up some Billy Mitchell stuff because I I guarantee you it is entertaining. Would you call him a national treasure, Richard? No, I'm ambivalent on Billy Mitchell. I'm approaching him closer to a uh, to a to, to to like somebody watching Tiger King. Obviously, he's done nothing as bad as anything in that show. But um, but yeah, like I, I, I don't I don't know if I stand Billy Mitchell as it were. It's just a fucking weird weird thing to to look at. Build your identity on. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like um, there there's been speculation on it. Like it's like it, it's like um, if this was just to uh, drop some lawsuits, like Guinness doesn't isn't Guinness doesn't give a shit or like uh what 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 Twin Galaxies thinks or how how often those things are. I mean there's a lot of speculation behind the scenes which is why I said I was um really interested in in what comes of it. Um there is an article on on Ars Technica you can check it out. It's got some uh it's got some background on it and kind of like what what they think about what's going on with the the legal uh legal stuff. I I just thought it would be fun to to put that in front of as many people. Uh, as I can. All right, and then the last um, a bit of surprising news, um, you know, as opposed to Billy Mitchell being willing to sue people, that's not surprising if you like follow that guy. Mm -hmm. uh, the surprising news actually this week was that uh, randomly, the Microsoft announced that they are shutting down, more or less, Mixer. They yeah. are giving the name and uh, uh, everything to Mixer, like the branding. Uh, sorry, to Mixer. To, the, to Facebook Gaming. Facebook Gaming. Uh, on um, July 22nd. So there's one month left. Um, also, both uh, the you know like partners and streamers on there, as well as employees, uh, seem to find it out at the same time as the general public. Um, I saw today a tweet from the Mixer account where they talked to like a questions and were like, "Hey, we're going to address this soon." That went out almost at the same time as as the announcement. Like, you know, Mixer's done. So Mixer's um, done. That uh, yeah, that was very interesting. Um, and uh, you know, uh, Busties, Lord, and Xbox Game Pass Savior uh, Phil Spencer talked about like this partnership with Facebook and all the ways to want to explore doing stuff like. Um, you know, one click from streaming to playing stuff via um, uh, Xbox, sorry, uh, xCloud. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, Richard, you have you have in the past uh, shared a lot of thoughts on you know, like at Twitch and like you know stuff that they do as a company and policies and stuff. So, what's your thoughts on on uh, Mixer and and all of this going down? Like uh, this? Well, I mean, you know, Mixer. Um, if you guys have been paying attention to any of the recent news, has also been coming under its fair share of shit. 
uh, for how it's handled some oh, of its yeah. uh, some of its streamers and events. So I mean, like oh, yeah. in, in general, we're getting getting that far into that would would talk about you know the kind of necessary massive industry sweeping change that that is long fucking overdue. But um, I I think there's there's obviously big winners and big losers in this and. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting seeing where a lot of this stuff goes. So I mean, like if you guys want to watch some real, and I don't know why you would, but if you want to watch some real human tragedy shit, you can go to a fucking you you could you can look up some clips from from Mixer for when the actual streamers found out about this announcement because they weren't giving a lot of notice. Um, so it's like some people are just like, oh well, there goes you know like I've I've managed to carve out a streaming niche here that I would never be able to in Twitch. I mean Twitch is it has a larger audience, but uh, discoverability can also be a problem. So, you know, one of the ways to solve that is to go to a place where there's just less less stuff. Um, so th- there was some there was some really sad things there. It also it also really gives people um, less of a position um, in terms of in terms of like this being a legitimate career. You know, streaming content creation in general, I think, has always been a very um, difficult thing to to make a full-time job and this this doesn't help that you know these people are 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 not going to be able to you know rally from the competition um but some of the people that did are the are the kind of bigger winners in this so you know ninja you guys ninja ninja ninja's ninja's sitting fucking pretty because these guys uh like the 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 big thing so so the big thing that mixer tried to do was lower away um some of the top streamers of, of Twitch. And they, they got away with Ninja, um, reportedly giving him like a 30 million signing bonus. Or it, it could also have been 30 million a year. Millions of fucking dollars to go play on, on Mixer. And the uh, the same can be said of Shroud, who is a FPS fucking freak of nature. They they both went over there. Uh, Ewok too. I don't know if you guys know Ewok. That's mm, the nope. uh, Facebook, uh, sorry, Facebook, Fortnite playing lady? Yeah. Yeah, the the very young uh, deaf Fortnite playing lady. Um, they they all got they all got kind of contract stuff to to go over to Mixer and play with them, and that was that was their kind of big pull. So when this collapsed, um, they were like, they they kept. I'm not sure. Like obviously the the contract negotiations are um, secret, or or you know nobody's at liberty to divulge that stuff. But um, the what, what what people are saying is that they've kept their signing bonuses at least probably. Uh, some of their payouts, and they're now they're now free to rock back to Twitch. So, um, according to I, I think there was a there there is there is one kind of like talent management team managing both of those dudes, and uh, apparently they were they were given an offer by Facebook Gaming um, to kind of rock over to their platform, and they were like, Nah, we're cool. We, you know, we got our fucking bag. We're gonna roll over to uh, to not Facebook. So I would not be surprised if they're going back to Twitch. I mean the 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 user counts or the viewer counts were insane, man. I mean, I think I think Ninja, Ninja went from from anywhere to what fifty to seventy five k down to three thousand people watching him. Yeah, like he definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, he it, it was it was a steep fall, but obviously that golden parachute um, may have helped a little bit. He's doing fine. He's gonna make it all back from the comic book money. Um, so so those guys those guys made out gangbusters. But I mean, like, like, yeah. I, I, as usual, it's the mid to small streamers that can't say, you know what? Well, fuck this. Uh, if I can't get what I need here from a company that, in my opinion, is 
completely fucking obtuse about uh about making this a career and 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 yeah. uh and trying to trying to actually do this and, and they don't want it i can see why they don't want it because that li- leads them up to a, a bunch of liability that that any company would just be like well they can just be freelance contractors fuck it i don't want to deal with it but um th- where, where where do you go i mean there's youtube youtube gaming but not as big as twitch not even nominally as big as twitch there's there's facebook gaming which we'll we'll see how big that gets i, I mean for, put my mic on that one no yeah yeah i mean for some people like like audience interaction is is a pretty big thing for streamers you know um and i think uh apparently for whatever gamer word reason uh audience members are le- less likely to interact if it's their real fucking name attached to their comments Less um, intense gaming moments. Less intense gaming moments. Uh, yeah, but for real, like, uh, like the other thing that I that, that that I was reading about is like people. If you go watch a Facebook gaming streamer and you comment on it, like that shit will alert your friends, and it's like, what, oh, what, no, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's got to be terrifying for all the creeps and perverts. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. It's also got to be like a bit of a deterrent because you know, I don't need my friends knowing that I'm watching Kit Boga call scammers and laughing at that like because my comments are usually just like <laughs> like how fucking weird is that gonna look but yeah 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 i, I i'm not sure i i think i think there's probably a, a a better conversation that we can have about like you know internet anonymity but i do think that that does seem to be a a, a selling point for some people um and possibly a deal breaker for others but you know there, there could be there could be a lot of things what makes me sad is that I mean, Mixer seems like a platform which was also, I mean, we, we tackled that a couple of minutes uh, before very briefly, but which seems to what was mishandled on management levels many, many times. Yes. But what I liked about the idea with Mixer is that finally Twitch got some real competition. Um, because I think... Uh, I don't no, think they did. I think they they were close. No, I don't think they was, ever did. When yeah. they started. No, yeah. they were never yeah. close. That's a problem. But yeah. I like the idea of, oh, right. God damn it, give, give Twitch a proper competition because it will help the market in general and make everyone trying to do a better job but i don't see it with facebook facebook is a dying medium yeah. in, a, in a sense anyway you see that with video streaming and other kind of like facebook live streams that marketing uh, on facebook becomes less and less relevant for them it seems more like oh we need to throw something else on there to make us more attractive but you see also how much effort they put in other projects or oculus or whatever sure i i'm not seeing it and uh, as as Marcel calls it, uh, I have a lot of like content creator streamer peers on Twitter because my one part of my job is to deal with a lot of influencers. Yeah, that was devastating yesterday, especially for the small to bigger ones because there is no way when you build like for for one two three years, uh, for while your audience and you manage to get to that pressures, let's say a couple of hundred viewers or something, which is means for you a ton. And then you have to migrate to a new platform. It's it's decent. Really. It's it's like really no rough. Recover from that. I mean, I, I saw a clip that that kind of summed that up pretty perfectly. It was like the the um the feature the current featured streamer like you open Mixer and that's the random stream they pull up to uh to show you you know, and it was just like like talking about how like he was gonna end his stream and then be on Twitch and like getting his audience like look guys it's the same url you just got to replace mixer with twitch and i'll pop right up and it'll be okay you know it was like really really fucking weird um but i mean you 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 uh you've dabbled in streaming bestie i mean yeah like it's it's, it's no way you you like as i said it's really hard to to migrate the, the funny thing is 
that Mixer was, especially for smaller streamers, actually not that bad of a platform because Twitch is so overflown with like too many, too many people in that pot, too many fish in that pond, but also doing a really Wait, terrible did he job. Just, did he just say too many people in that pot? Because that sounds like a fucking cannibal thing to say, Basti. Basti. Fish in that pond. I'm just saying, like... Convenient. Yeah, we've had a mounting... Look, 2020 is bad enough already. Don't start cannibal cannibal things yet. I'm just saying, there's been a bit of cannibal concern with you. There's there's a time. There's the right time and moment for cannibals. It's not yet. <laughs> Maybe with episode 50. <laughs> to be about Basti's that. new partnership with DC Cannibal Squad. Being announced Ooh. at the DC Fandom. But yeah, Mixer was actually not, not that bad for, for smaller streamers to get a little bit of attention, but it becomes harder and harder with Twitch. Also, I think Twitch became very, very lazy in many regards to how to deal with streamers, how to deal with their own policies, etc. Because you see a little bit that kind of like um, sitting on a high horse like Steam. when Because like, oh, why, why should we care about customer satisfaction, customer support, all, right. all this kind of like stuff? Because we are the big Yeah, like here. where are you going to go? No. Oh. And yeah. uh, but but with a smaller smaller uh, amount of streamers, Mixer was at least a way for smaller smaller Mixer streamers to to get seen and to 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 um, get an audience. And to be honest, yeah, changing that early, you will lose so many folks. Um, many folks won't, uh, which will not get your notification, will not bother or whatever. You see that how hard it is on YouTube to stay uh, relevant. Sure. And uh, yeah, that's that's rough. I mean, some will manage, but it will throw back many to a point of that they have to start from scratch again. While the big ones, they usually don't care. I mean, they made their money anyway. They have their following on social media, which it's easier for them to push people. And, yeah. But but you also, I mean, you, you have seen it with, with uh, uh, Ninja. Will Ninja go back to 70,000 watchers or whatever his peak was with Twitch? That That is an interesting question to see now. I bet you see like, it. Really? Now, now is the perfect time. I mean, first of all, Twitch is never going to fucking say no. Like... Yeah. Bring bring your users. Make a fucking event out of it. Ninja's back home. Um, you know, back where he belongs. He'll he'll rake in the fucking donations and it gives him a chance to kind of reinvigorate his brand. You know, like he's like, Alright, now now I've made my cash. I've done the cash play. Now I can get back in front of people and be you know, me again and then, you know, when the next platform comes up he'll 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 try it again. Yeah. Stacking all the millions. Ninjas get richer, millions of millions. Yeah, I mean, from my side, it was really just the um, obviously with everything that's been happening in recent weeks. Uh, I know stuff like elections in the U.S. coming up and everything. Uh, yeah. there, there's not many companies that I would say I would be less enthusiastic about right now than Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, there, there's been a, a real uh, surge recently. Feels like in uh weird uh, corona conspiracy theories whatever that like you know seem to pop up all over facebook so yeah that was that was definitely when i saw that i was like oh no phil you know wh what you're doing like that's that's, or... that's not um i mean you know i i get it like purely from like the business standpoint of course like uh, obviously that's you know where they would where they want to go like this whole vision of people watching a video people seeing an ad and clicking once and like you know five seconds later you're playing on whatever device you are via uh, xcloud streaming of course, that is a long-term dream and ambition. Um, but yeah, I've like for what, for what I've seen on my Twitter timeline and stuff, um, I'm definitely not the only person. And like I was more, you know, more of the tamer people. It seems like when it yeah. came to people expressing their thoughts about Facebook in this day and age. 
Yeah, I mean, are you mad at uh, at at Facebook because they bought Ready at Dawn? Um, uh, no. Like they they made uh, that one game that I quite liked, and since um, nothing that uh, I played, so you know it's it's okay. It's okay. business. All right, all right. It just sounds like that's that might be the personal side. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, man. Like it's it, it's it's weird to see. I mean, because like face, Facebook's whole gaming side has been a little shaky and odd since it since it debuted. Um, that, that could just be because they're kind of getting into un, un, uncharted territory. But uh, <gasps> uncharted, Chloe. Yeah, they bought uncharted. They bought Chloe. Mark Zuckerberg now owns Chloe. Holds holds Chloe uh, Damn. Damn. Fucker. So yeah, it's uh it's been an eventful week, and uh, obviously it's gonna be happening more very soon. Um, there's gonna be the Avengers War Table that I think everybody's super hyped for, and I swear to God, if you like once again put like the stupid like uh uh yeah, tumbleweed sound in here, I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> I would never. The Avengers and me will not be disrespected on this year podcast. There is going to be uh, more Cyberpunk soon to tide people over. Now the game has been delayed two more months until, uh, what is it, November 15th, I believe? 17th? 17th. Yeah. So yeah, uh, suspiciously close, of course, to next-gen launch timing, the assumed. So mm. um, we'll see how that goes. But this week, as this uh, as this episode comes out, hopefully as you're listening to this episode, um, there is a live stream, there's influencers playing for the first time ever people outside a company playing the game there's going to be probably lots of videos and gameplay impressions very soon so we'll see how that goes and then of course in july there's going to be more stuff like ub forward microsoft finally showing the first party hands um mark zuckerberg sh- revealing that he's been master chief all along no no and cortana no they were sure let yeah let the fight just, just let it end. You know, just let it end. So yeah, there's gonna be more gaming goodness soon. So, um, any last thoughts and or parting wishes, things you want to say, Richard? Um, declaration of undying love to Cortana. Anything? I don't know what's on your mind. I don't even know what fucking happened to Cortana. Dude, I... rampancy happens. Oh no. Maybe, she... maybe they just need to. To give her like a firmware update, like turn her off Dude, and back no, on again. Like AIs after seven years or so, they go rampant. Well, who fu- what is this fucking Mega Man X? Who built that in there? It's like you have never fucking played Halo 3. That is literally the plot of Mega Man X. That's not a real thing. It unfortunately is. I thought you love all Mega Mans, but yes. Anyways, what's what's your Richard? What's your final parting thoughts to the the dear audience? Um, ti- whose time you're wasting with Mega Man fanfiction or whatever? There's no such thing as a waste of time when it comes to Mega Man fanfiction, and uh, I, you know, I, I just hope you guys um, are are staying sane out there. It, that's it. Nothing. Not plugging your Twitter handle. Nothing, dude. Well, like, I, I, you, you, you usually ask me my Twitter handle. I just asked you for your parting thoughts, Busty. Why is he like this? I look. Do you want me to get like I oh okay I, I didn't know that was plugging my Twitter handle which you should already know it is the same as it is every week same as it is every week it is King of Kang uh, at at King of Kang uh, I am the undisputed 
uh, Guinness World Record holder of all Liu Kang-based uh, video game achievements. And if uh, if you dispute me on that, I'm going to fucking sue you and throw a hot sauce at you. Not bad. Uh, actually, I thought like you meant Kang the Conqueror as the uh, Marvel character. I almost went. With like, all the DC talk and everything, but like... Okay, uh, Basti, if people want to talk to you uh, this this of all weeks, how could they best achieve that? Uh, if you want to share your recommendations for flight sticks, uh, catch me up on Twitter at BastianTun, T-H-U-N. Don't worry about the world being horrible right now. They just dropped a new Deadly Premonition 2 trailer, so... What? Week, week is safe. Everything is bright and, and shiny and good again. Get a cup of coffee and relax. Oh, the world is fucked, that's a fact. Oh my god. Um, as always, of course, despite the general dreadfulness of the world, you can send us an email to projectorlunchcast at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter under Richard, please go. At, uh, at Plunchcast. Richard just loves this. I don't know, it's not even that funny, but Richard loves it. Yes, you can Mother reach us under Plunchcast. 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 At me and at that Plunchcast. You can also talk to me uh, at com underscore Raven. I'm sure we're going to have more fun votes in the future to see which one of you deviants out there are not super excited for my, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. So, gentlemen, audience, thank you very much for joining me this week, and we look forward hey. to more hey, Billy Mitchell-esque shenanigans. Hey. Next, yes, Richard, yes. If you were doing the trench run and Todd Howard was there, would you rather have him be Obi-Wan telling you to use the force or that guy who like makes you call him gold leader? We be old school. Yeah, old school. We be old school. Yeah, old school. Got me some roses and a little bling. I knocked on her door, she said, what you waiting for? I heard-